Thank you so much, worship team. That, that was a wonderful thank you for leading us to the presence of God. It was, you know, with a, a nice, gentle spirit, but a real sense, at least for me, uh, you know, of uh, God uh, kind of already ministering and uh, speaking to us. Um, good morning, everybody. And are we still on? Uh, yeah? No, I mean on uh, the live streaming. Is that what you call it? Live streaming. Welcome to you people and good morning to you all who are watching from the comfort of your homes. Uh, or oh, you might be in a car, but uh, w welcome uh, this morning. <laughs> no, driving. I didn't say driving, okay? In a car, sitting there and watching. That's, that's what I uh, good morning. Um, it's a real joy and a, a privilege to, to be here uh, this morning and uh, hof hopefully to share uh, something uh, I believe uh, that God has placed in my heart. Wh whether it's good or not, that's for you to, to, to judge, but uh, you know, hopefully you'll take something away with you today. Yeah? My name is Bruno. For those who have not uh, met me before, please do come and introduce yourself to me at the end of the service. Yeah, I charge a five pound for every hand I shake at the end. Yeah, is that okay? I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, Roger given me time, you know, so I need to keep to time, you know. She, he, he's a task, taskmaster. Um, and my apologies also for my PowerPoint. Apparently, it's not centered and it's not as clear. So next time, I will ask Roger to do my PowerPoint. Yeah. Is that okay? I'm sorry, Roger. Yeah. He, he, he will make me pay for it later on, so that's no problem. Um, the story of uh, King Saul is a, a familiar story to many of you who have been uh, in church, you, you know, for, for a while. But if it's not familiar to you, hopefully we'll go through some of it in a minute. Hopefully that'll make sense to you. Um, as I was thinking of, uh, you know, I, I entitled it the hyphen of your life. And you're all probably still wondering, what kind of title is that? But hopefully it will make sense. If it doesn't make sense, blame my kind of Africano French background, you know, so you can blame that. Or blame my wife, actually. That's even better. <laughs> um, A few lines on there, what have you done today to make you feel proud? Have you heard that before? Yeah. yeah. And it's never too late to try. What have you done today to make you feel proud? Mm-hmm. Oh, mama. <laughs> you could be so uh, many people if you make that break for, for freedom. What have you done today to make you feel Proud, the words of the song by Hazel Small. And 
in the society we live in, uh, you know, we kind of, we want to always achieve something, don't we? Every day. Yeah, you, you feel like you have failed if by the end of the day you have not accomplished something. No, present company excluded, of course. Yeah, but uh, you know, sometimes, because if, often when I ask people, you know, how are you? They go, oh, I'm so busy. You know, I'm, because it, it feels good when you tell people that you are busy all the time, doesn't it? Oh, by the way, you can talk back to me. That's a heckling bit, yeah? And feel free to heckle, but not to drop bottles. Just heckle. Just heckle. What have you done today to make you feel proud? And, you know, like somehow we need to do something in order to feel a sense of value and a sense of achievement, a sense that we have accomplished something in our lives. Saul, the story about Saul, Saul was uh, the words read uh, so wonderfully by, uh, you know, for us, by, what's your name, young lady? Tabitha, what a wonderful name, Tabitha. The words read by Tabitha, uh, you know, the, uh, Samuel who wrote the word, is saying, uh, you know, to Saul, uh, you know, remember that you were nobody before. That's my paraphrasing, you know. You were nothing and God chose you and placed you as a king over Israel. Saul was a shepherd and used to go around looking after his sheep until the children of Israel decided that it's better for them to have a king like the other nations around them. And God chose, raised Saul from his lowly position and placed him as a head over Israel. And everything was going so well when Saul was working with God and alongside God. Until Saul decided that he can do his own thing. That's why Samuel is reminding Saul and, uh, you know, saying, remember, it's God who appointed you. And, uh, you know, do not forget. Do not forget. Because as people, we tend to be self-obsessed with ourselves. Believe it or not, even, you know, coming here this morning, I was thinking, oh, I hope, you know, what I'm going to preach is going to be okay, you know. I even dressed up this morning. Have you noticed? No? I, I, I should have done better. Yeah? I dressed up because I want to be accepted. You know, we all want to be accepted. We like to be liked, don't we? Oh, I'm not the only one. Maybe just Saul and I. Yeah? King Solander, who liked to be like, but that's his, his problem was self-obsessed, you know, thinking, you know, a, a, a about himself. And by so doing, we tend to a kind of 
you know, forget about God and put God on the side is out of the equation of our lives. So we focus more on performance rather than participation. God wants us to participate with him. Because in my mind, I think when you participate with God, you are able to perform much better than if you perform and, you know, hoping that, you know, something will happen. Participation will lead to a greater performance than, uh, you know, performance alone. By the way, going back to the hyphen you saw earlier, let me see if I can go back. Have I got it still? Okay. The hyphen just to set it in case I forget to mention the app because you're thinking, what got this to do with the hyphen? The hyphen, the hyphen is a kind of, you know, many, I notice it's a new trend in England. Is it people with double-barrel names? <laughs> yeah? Is that, it seems to be more and more, you know, everybody will, it, it makes it posh, doesn't it, if you go down, you know? Hubert alone is not good enough, so it should be Hubert what? Connoisseur. Hubert, from now on, that's need to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's something that goes in the middle, and uh, the, the word hyphen in French is called trait d'union. Très d'union for the French speakers among you. You know, très d'union literally translates as the line that unites. The line that unites. Probably because I'm getting old for the young people among you, and the older you get at my age, you started thinking about that time is getting closer and closer. And I sometimes wonder, we live near Port Fell Cemetery, you know, from time to time, I wonder around the only daytime, because as Africans, ooh, when I used to have hair, hair on my head, the hair stand up when you're in a cemetery, we don't mix in nighttime with the dead. The daytime is okay, you know, they're they sleeping daytime. Nighttime, they might work. So, to cut a long story short, um, when you wonder in any cemetery, usually it says, born 19. I'm not going to tell you my age. And uh, then a dead 1922, and is a dash in the middle or a, hyph a hyphen in the middle. The hyphen of your life is, in a way, the sum total of your life. So, the trade union, the line that unites your beginning and your end is that little dash. And we all have it. 
living or dead, we all have it, that land, that little dust. Amazingly, that dust does not get longer or shorter. It's a dust for everybody. How you feel your dash depends completely on you. So back to Saul. Saul, when God raised him, and Saul had that little dash in his life, he had to live it out. Like I was saying, you know, things started well, and, you know, Saul was... Uh, oh, I pressed the wrong one. <laughs> I'm not good at this. Should you do it for me, Roger? So Saul, King Saul, you know, decided to perform rather than to participate with God, to cut a long story short. He decided to perform because um, the prophet, the man of God said to him, you know, go and wait for me. You know, go and wait for me. Uh, in another chap- chapter 13, and in this situation, uh, Samuel said to him, you know, go and destroy, you know, all those people and, uh, the, you know, the, the cattle and everything. But Saul decided, oh, there are some cows that look beautiful. They will be better for sacrifice rather than just destroying them. And because of that, the focus of verse 22, Samuel says to Saul, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Saul had form. Chapter 13, as I was saying, Saul was already did done it before. You know, rather than, uh, uh, you know, waiting for uh, the, 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 the priest and the prophet to come and offer sacrifice, Saul decided to offer sacrifice because he found that Samuel was taking too long when you read in chapter 13. You know, Samuel was taking too long and the pressure from other people, so he offered sacrifice. And here again, he went against what God asked him to do. Pride makes us do things that are contrary to us following God. The pressure or peer pressure make us do things because we, it's nice to be liked, you know, like I said. And you feel, oh, if I do this, you know, I'm going to be liked by everybody here. But is that what God wants? Because you have got this little dash that you need to live for. And that dash that hyphen in my mind is better lived with God rather than without. It's much more fruitful with God rather than without Him. Obedience. Because the requirement from God is, you know, for us to obey. To obey. It's 
quite interesting when you read the Bible for those of you who have got time to glance through it from time to time, and I hope you do, because, uh, you know, the one thing I'm bad at is trying to build uh, things from Ikea or somewhere, you know, we get without reading the instructions. Guess what always happens? Joanne comes later and we have to undo it again. Then she reads the instructions and so on. Time consuming and I waste a lot of time because I'm too impatient. But yet, we want to live life without following God's instructions. The instructions from God and for life are contained within this manual. So I was joking when he said for those who got time, we all should have time if you want to live. Me included. I should make much more time for it if I want to live. And fulfill that little dash in my life. So I was saying that, uh, you know, when you read in the Bible, the obedience and or disobedience is something that God does not like. And it's, you know, it starts from uh, even Adam and Eve uh, again, you know, because they, they wanted, it's about us and so on, and they decided to go and, uh, you know, reject God's instructions and uh, eat from uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, the tree that they were not supposed to, to eat from. There were consequences and consequences for all of us because of their disobedience. So right from the beginning of creation. And talking on this verse, um, uh, William Harris is, 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 said this obedience is the giving up of the will to the will of another. It is therefore the sacrifice of the whole man. It's the giving up of the will to the will of another. I don't know about you, you know. It's my will. You know, it's more kind of about me rather than, you know, the, 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 the other person. Maybe being like a, a, on a, the, the road, you know, when someone kind of cuts across, you dare you know. But then when you do it, it's okay when you do it, but when it's somebody else, it's a problem. But a true sacrifice is obedience. It's the giving up of your will, you know, to the will of God. It's allowing God to, 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 to uh, 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 lead us and to guide us and us participating with him rather than us doing our own thing. Um, you probably heard this uh, put this, uh, this was a, a few of you apparently had the, this this week. Yeah? Anybody had a full English this week? Ah, okay, I, I can see a few hands. 
uh, I can see a few hands. But you, uh, have you heard of um, the, the story of uh, the chicken and the pig discussing about commitment and sacrifice? Yeah, many of you have heard that before, haven't you? So, you know, quickly, basically, you know, the chicken talking about sacrificing the egg, you know, for your cooked English breakfast. And uh, so the, the, the pig turned around and uh, said to the chicken, you call that sacrifice? Yeah? You call that sacrifice? When I sacrifice, I give my very all, myself. And that's obedience. Yeah? It's not just, you know, a little bit. I was in church on Sunday, God. You know, that was a big sacrifice. Is requiring of our total and complete surrender. Because sometimes we are like, uh, you know, the rudder, uh, and we want to be independent and attached from the ship. A rudder, if it's not attached, uh, you know, it's a rudder, a tiny little thing. Uh, Apparently, for those who know about shipping, it's really powerful. It's really powerful, but its power comes from the fact that it's attached, you know, and the captain is steering the wheel and the engine. You know, that's where the power comes to control, the, it, no matter how big the ship it is, you know, the rudder controls the ship. But imagine a rudder, you know, and attached. It's just a little thing that you can lift and chuck away. But once it's attached to the ship, that's where its power comes. Recently you have uh, been uh, talking, I think in July, if my memory serves me right, about uh, being treasures in jars. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, what was it? Jars of clay, yeah? Yeah, tre treasures in jars of clay. That, that was correct. Treasure, treasures in jars of clay. And, um, you know, like the jar of clay, you know, seem like it's not that strong and not that important, but the treasure in it is what gives it value, doesn't it? The story, I think I've told it here before, so I'm going to go quickly uh, through it is the story of a master who lived in a house. And this house uh, is a, a, a big mansion, and then he had a servant. The servant, unfortunately, they did not live in England in the 21st century with, uh, you know, the water just opening a tap. They had to go two miles, you know, down the road to fetch water. So the servant's his task was to carry um, pots, you know, on a, a bar, one on each side, and walk two miles down the road, fetch water, and then bring it to the master's house. But unfortunately, one of the pots was cracked. So the, a, the servant did this for two years, you know, carrying water, and when he arrived back at the house, there was only one full pot of water and half a pot of water because the cracked pot 
was leaking water. And one day, the crackpot felt, felt sorry for uh, himself and said to the servant, I'm so sorry, I feel like I let you down every single day. You know, for two years now, you've been working hard, I'm going to fetch water. But, you know, all you can get from me is only half of the amount you're supposed to get. The servant turned to the, the crackpot and said, don't worry, let me show you on our way back, you know, uh, what has happened. So on the way back, uh, the servant said to the crackpot, look on the side where I'm carrying you, look on the side, and there were flowers all along the path. Then they got to the house. The crackpot felt a little bit happier, but said, sorry, but still, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, it was really nice to see those uh, flowers, but, you know, I feel like I've been letting you dance. And the servant turned to the crackpot and said, the flowers you saw, I knew you were cracked. I knew you were cracked. That's why I planted those flowers on your side. Have you noticed on the other side there were no flowers? The flowers are only on your side. That's why I planted them because I knew you were cracked and every single day you have been watering those flowers and look at your master's mansion. It's well decorated with flowers everywhere because I get those flowers, you know, from the path that you've been watering every day. Even a crack pot in the hands of the master can accomplish great things. Back to participation is better than performance. When we participate, we've got soul. His mistake is that he decided to go his own way rather than carrying or participating with God. And I'm going to finish in a minute. And when I say that, it means it's another half an hour. So don't worry. I don't know if you ever thought about it, that Saul, King Saul and King David, both anointed and appointed by God. One King Saul, God says, you know, I have now rejected you. And to David, God says, the man after my own heart. What's the difference between them two? I'm going to tell you, <laughs> just in case you're thinking about it. David, King David, the man we all, you know, think he's our hero and so on, in my eyes, it was worse than Saul. The things King David did in my eyes, you know, certain way I look at scriptures, David was worse than Saul. But yet God called him a man after his own heart. Because David, even when he did wrong, and even when he fell, he still decided to stay and continue to participate with God rather than going solo. That's the only difference between them. 
They both did the wrong things. Like we all are crackpots. We all are jars of clay. Yeah, sorry, I know. I say we crackpots. <laughs> She's smiling. Sorry, I'm the crackpot. Nobody else is. I don't mean to insult you on Sunday morning, yeah? That's not what I meant, okay? But you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah? Okay, we're not perfect. Is that better? Yeah? We're not perfect. Sorry. We are not perfect. But when we allow God to work in us and through us, that's when perfection comes. Yeah, allowing and letting God, continuing to participate with God in obedience, in obedience to God. Because we, we sang earlier about praising God, you know, blessed assurance, you know, praising my Savior all the day long. I tell you what's the best way to praise God the whole day long is to simply do what God asks. Our songs, he doesn't care. He loves to hear us singing and, you know, me singing out of tune. He loves that. But, you know, that's not the most important. The most important is obedience from us. To participate with him. That's what makes his heart rejoice even more. The orphan of our life, the little dash, is so important. It's so important. It's something that, you know, you probably have wondered around cemeteries like me. You know, we don't think about that little dash. We, you know, I tend to read people, oh, so-and-so lived a long time, or oh, so-and-so lived just a short time. But that little dash is the sum up of their life. Have you ever thought of that? You know, that the dash means, you know, this is their entire life contained in that little trade union. You know, the little orphan. Their entire life is summed up by that. How are we living our entire life? The last story, because we got young people here, so I love telling stories. Uh, hopefully that will uh, help you guys think a bit. About. Um, the hyphen is a, a story I read uh, uh, not too long ago. It says that the most uh, expensive hyphen in history. Basically, in the early 60s, the, there was a race between the Soviet Union at the time and America for space. And, uh, you know, in 1962, I think, the American had a promising rocket called Mariner 1, and this rocket was going to be launched to space and help them take a step uh, ahead of the, the Russians and the Soviet Union. 
So they prepared everything, you know, these uh, professors in mathematics and so on, you know, did all the equations and so on. Everything was set until the launch day. They launched the rocket and unfortunately, within five minutes, the rocket came tumbling down. That's the story. And then they tried to find out why. The rocket came tumbling down because in the equation, by these learned people, a hyphen was missing. And the little hyphen, which seems insignificant, so when they launched the rocket to space, they kind of lose contact with uh, you know, the, the, the satellite for a while. The hyphen in the equation uh, is supposed to a kind of uh, you know, let the rocket know that for this duration, you need to ignore any information that the computer is feeding you until the contact is reestablished with the, the satellite. So during this time, the rocket was supposed to ignore the false information that the computer was feeding. But unfortunately, because the iPhone was missing, guess what? The rocket accepted the information. Bad information. And so the information that came, it says, rather than flying upward, it says, you know, take a left uh, uh, turn, sharp, left turn, and down. And the rocket obeyed. So left turn and came crashing down. All because of the missing half. I think in 2014, they worked at the amount, at the time it was about 80 million, but in 61, 62, in 2014, it would have been about... $630 million that went wasted because of a missing hyphen. Each one of us have got a hyphen in our lives, like Saul did, and every single human got one. How are we going to live it out we either enable our last, which is a rocket, to continue to fly upward, or it can take a sharp turn, left or right, and go a different direction. That's up to us. And that often is participating in my mind is participating with God and allowing God to take control. When it takes control, then it doesn't matter that your life is going to be plain sailing. I'm not saying that. That's not in scriptures. It's not in the Bible. Yeah? Hard times will come. Difficulties will come. I know uh, we quite a few people here and they are going through difficult and hard times. But with God, then we can carry on. Yeah? Life will still, because he promises, he says, you will walk through the waters and the rivers will not submerge you. And through the fires, you will not be burned. 
It doesn't say that you're not going to go through fire. But it said you will not be burned. Because sometimes, don't be like me, when I play Roger on a racquetball or squash, I sometimes forget that I'm a Christian. I get so annoyed. And he annoys me because he's so calm. Oh, Bruno, it doesn't matter. He's the most godly even on court, you know. I, I make an... Can you see, even for little things, we sometimes lose our Christianity. We lose the eternal perspective because of little things that happen. Remember, you and I are called heaven world in Christ Jesus. Yeah, It's a scripture in um, uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else. Guard your heart because everything flows from it. And, you know, I think that's for me, real obedience. You know, everything flows from your heart. Keep it with God and in God and then everything will be okay. It might not be okay here on earth, but we have got a different perspective and an eternal perspective that we are aiming for. Amen? We are just going to, oh, not we, but... I'm going to get a team to play a video as part of our worship to finish with. And um, the, the, the group is called Maverick and Elevation. Some of you might have heard it, but it's talking about Jire, he's enough. He's enough. Yeah? We, and it says we are enough. In him, we have got what we need. You know, he's enough. When we put him in the equation, you know, we're enough. He will not love us less or more. You know, he loves us regardless as long as we just abandon ourselves to him. It's not about what we accomplish that because we accomplish something, then God loves us. He loves you just as you are. Cracked pot like me or not perfect like you. <laughs> he loves you. Let's worship together as we listen to that video and just allow God and his Holy Spirit to come on you and minister to you. Yeah, may God bless you. Thank you. <laughs>